people really understood that if we calm traffic, there are a lot of safety benefits to go with that. I mean, over the five month period, we had no collisions in that street that were anywhere remotely related to the bike lane. The people who used the bike lane noted it felt a lot safer. People were complaining about us taking it out. They said, hey, I had a great place to ride. What happened to it? Welcome to Bike Talk, Stephen Mateer. Um, you're the transportation manager for the city of Glendora. And yes. we're, we're thrilled to have you. I'm Lindsay Sturman. And yeah, we'd love to ask you about all the changes that have happened since COVID and what do you think about them and how, what do you think the future is going to be like? Oh, yeah. Well, and first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, this is really a pleasure. And yeah, I'm very excited to talk about Glendora. Um, you know, for those who don't know, Glendora is a, a nice little town tucked away in East San Gabriel Valley, um, about a little over 50,000 people. Uh, we have a great, charming village, and we're getting the gold line in a couple of years. Um, so already there were a lot of changes afoot, and yeah, and then the pandemic happened. Um, so that it happened right in the middle of some of our first last mile planning um, that we were doing around the gold line. And, um, you know, our council we had a lot of force, foresight and, you know, really we're willing to take a lot of risks. And so, um, you know, we launched um, a pretty competitive, you know, a pretty compelling um, outdoor dining program, um, particularly in our village. We opened up seven parklets um, on a kind of a quick build basis and uh, they were resounding success. And really that built upon some of the demo projects we'd, we'd done before. Um, and about a month ago, we or two months ago, we wrapped up a five-month demonstration of our first last mile projects. So we did a protected bike lane, curb extensions, continental crosswalks, um, all on Glendora Avenue from the station, or where the station is going to be, I should say, up to the village. Um, and, you know, we collected great, uh, great community feedback. We had over 500 residents take the survey, um, received great design feedback, and, you know, we're looking now for funds to implement. Um, so really, you know, the, as tragic as the pandemic's been in, in some ways too, it's been a great way for us to experiment and kind of do some new projects that really I don't think Glendora would have done otherwise. That, that is so amazing. Talk us through um, the design. So it was a quick build. So everything was temporary. Right. Um, yeah. So, so tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so back in 2019, which seems like forever ago, um, right around Christmas time, we did a, a, a one day demonstration of a parklet and a lot of our residents or a lot of the restaurants were like, no, we do not want to lose parking for outdoor dining. But during the event, it was, it was a tree lighting ceremony and they were so popular. We had to kick people off the parklets uh, um, when we were, it was time to take them down. And I think that kind of planted the seed of, oh, wow, this might be something we can do fast forward a year. And, you know, we're not allowed to eat at restaurants anymore. And so our, our economic development manager, um, our public works department, they all came together and we just quickly threw out their, um, you know, PVC pipe, bolted to the ground, um, built ADA ramps to the street level. And we built very large, I mean, frankly, very large parklets. I mean, we have, they're about 13 feet deep and some cases are about 40 foot long or up to 60 feet long, actually. And so, you know, it's been a great success. I mean, none of the restaurants in Glen downtown Glendora have closed. Um, they've all been thriving. Uh -huh. And, um, in fact, some actually said they were busier with this outdoor. And I think that really caused, I think that created that kind of scene and be seen atmosphere in the village. And, you know, even though they were, they were temporary and pop up, they, you know, the people really bought into it. And um, actually last council meeting, we awarded a contract to, to uh, formalize them. 
Um, so we have uh, permanent parklets on the way. They're being built in Norway now um, and our, our ship hopefully by August will be installed. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which part is getting built in Norway? I thought I was like, is that a name of a street? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Yeah, we, um, you know, I said council was extremely open minded and they really took a leadership role. So we, you know, we developed a RFP to go out and find, you know, builders of parklets. Uh, we had two great bids and the one we went with, they make prefabricated parklets and they, yeah, they're made for the Nordic weather. So they, you know, they're all over Europe. Um, this is a great Can product. What's the, what's, what's the name of the company? Can we oh, uh, Vestra. Ink. Um, and uh, yeah, it's totally like a planner's dream to look at their catalog because it's all these like great public open spaces. Um, their furniture is gorgeous. And um, yeah, they, they were great to work with. And so we're, we're excited, you know, unfortunately it takes a long time to get here, but um, it's worth the wait. And yeah, so we're doing all seven, um, all, every restaurant wanted their parklet, you know, permanent. And um, they're just, yeah, everyone's just really excited. It's kind of rare to get everyone to agree on something. And that's, that's kind of where we are. I'm looking at the website. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Vestra, V-E-S-T-R-E. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's magical. The stuff is so, it mm-hmm. just feels down to earth and authentic and, you know, like yeah. just very California, frankly. Yeah. And our, our village has a really great feel. I mean, it really does feel like you're, you know, a typical San Gabriel Valley downtown, you know, it's got very, you know, quaint restaurants, like some great coffee shops, um, I don't want to shout anyone out in particular, but, you know, they're all great here. And so, um, you know, for listeners and viewers, I mean, please come out and check us out. We, we have some great stuff. We'd love to have you. I'm, this is, this is on my to-do list for the <laughs> time we're going on an outing. Um, and so, so, and tell us about the quick build of the bike, the bike paths. Yeah. Um, so that started out with, um, you know, our, our first last mile planning that we've been doing with the gold line. So it was kind of a culmination of about two years of planning. Um, when we did the demo parklet back in 2019, we also did a, a one-day demo of a protected bike lane. Um, you know, got some good feedback, but again, you know, it was a very quick project, so it wasn't a lot of time, and I don't think people knew exactly what we were doing when we did it. So, um, doing it, you know, council again said, you know, we like the first last mile concept, but we really want to see what it looks like in person, you know, before we commit to spending, you know, millions of dollars on a project. Um, so council directed us to go out and design and, you know, find funding. Um, and we kind of stumbled into it actually, uh, you know, with the open street events being canceled this year, Metro and the San Gabriel Valley cog freed up money to do, um, you know, various kind of pandemic COVID focused projects that got people outside or help people get around. Um, so we partnered with active SGV to, to um, install a you know two block long you know protected bike lane, um, we use planters, we use delineator posts, tape. Um, what else do we use? Uh, we had, well, we actually had plants that were loaned to us from a local nursery uh, for some uh, landscaping. So it was a really it was a great community partnership. I mean, my colleague and I we were out there once a week fixing the bike lane because let me tell you that tape is temporary, uh, <laughs> and so we learned a lot of uh, hard fought lessons, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah end of that project. Um, but, you know, it was great to see it in, in real time. And I think, you know, protected bike lanes um, are very new to Glendora or very new to the San Gabriel Valley, particularly our area, the San Gabriel Valley. Um, so it was a really great learning opportunity too for our residents and our, our elected officials on kind of how this looks, how it can work. Um, what are the trade-offs, right? I mean, there's always going to be some trade-off with these projects. So 
um, really was a great kind of data point for you know future decision making. Did you did were you able to fit the protective bike lane without losing a lane of traffic or parking? We were able to do it. We did lose one lane of travel. Um, for those unfamiliar, Glendora Avenue is incredibly wide and it's in a regular alignment. So really, this was more of a standardization where we we have two southbound lanes, one northbound lane. Uh, we went down to just one southbound, one northbound lane, um, shifted the parking out. Um, that allowed us to create the um, the right of way for a protected bike lane. Um, you know, we we did change the angled parking to parallel, which lost a few spots, about forty percent. Um, and that's one thing we did hear loud and clear from the merchants: is do not touch angled parking. We want angled parking. Um, the good news is though is that our, our our more permanent plans keep the angled parking in place. So you know, hopefully everyone can be happy or as happy as possible with with this arrangement. Um, you know, in the future. So you had a street that had two lanes and one going one direction, one lane going the other. Yeah, right. And the southbound southbound lane is the one that I is one lane, and it's it's a it feels like a freeway, honestly, if you bike or or drive down it. It's very it, it doesn't look like a regular lane. Um, so really, this was a, a kind of a rationalization or you know a standardization of the street design. Was part of your the way you talked about it was slowing down the traffic? Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. You know, there there are a lot of family, I think one of the things we discovered, there are a lot of families that really liked it. And so I think that was a really great showcase that if we build protected infrastructure, families will use it. Um, they'll have their kids out there. I took my four-year-old out there on his balance bike and he rode up and down. Um, and that was a really great thing to see. You know, the other thing we talked about, too, is just the safety that, you know, when you have these irregular street designs, you've kind of forced really bad driving behavior. And not because the motorists are doing anything necessarily wrong. They just they pick up on the wrong visual cues, right, of, oh, I can go faster. I can kind of be out of my lane. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of merchants even noted that, too, that because it was so wide and not properly defined, you had people driving through, you know, parking spots because it looked like a lane to people. So, um, you know, I, I think people really understood that if we, you know, calm traffic, you know, there are a lot of safety benefits to go with that. I mean, over the five month period, we had no collisions in that street that were anywhere remotely related to the bike lane. Um, wow. So it was really good to see that. And, you know, the people who used the bike lane noted it felt a lot safer. You know, uh, in fact, people were complaining about us taking it out. They said, hey, I had a great place to ride. <laughs> what happened to it? So, you know, it was really good feedback to get on that front, too. Did, so you had to take the bike lanes out? Yeah, you know, we only had funds to do the demo project. And, um, you know, that tape really should not be used for more than a couple of weeks. You know, we had it there for five months. Um, mm -hmm. And it just started to look really degraded. And, uh, you know, I actually, I think that if I could do it again, we would, if we were to do a longer term demo like that, we would use more permanent materials. Um, I, I think a lot of people got hung up on it looking like a demo project. Um, and had a hard time connecting or separating that from a permanent project. Did, and, and what's the next step now? Hope and pray for money. Um, you know, we, we applied for the active transportation program, cycle five. Um, we weren't funded, unfortunately. Um, we submitted a request to Congresswoman Chu and Congresswoman Napolitano um, for first last mile, but also for our urban trail projects, which is, I can talk a little bit about that too, if you like. Um, and, you know, luckily we made it onto their final submissions. Now we'll just see, you know, how that plays out um, at the congressional level. Um, we're hoping some of that $500 million from the governor's proposal trickles down to us. I don't know, 
you know, how far they're going to get down on that list with the ATP submittal. Um, so right now, really, our, our, our critical path is just finding money um, for these projects. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about your trails. Yeah. So um, Glendora, we, we have three flood control channels um, of varying lengths. Um, so the city's had a plan for about the past decade to turn those all into class one um, bicycle and pedestrian facilities. Um, and it's part of the San Gabriel Valley's Greenway Network plan. And we're part of the early action just because we're so we're, we're much further ahead than other cities in terms of our planning and conceptual design. Um, so similar to our first last mile, you know, we're, we're really looking for money to finalize design and to, you know, start construction. We've, we've done a lot of outreach. I think, you know, we're, we're really ready to go. And so it'll be exciting to have, you know, really true east-west travel options along the flood control channels um, that connect to the San Gabriel Valley, oh, sorry, to the, um, the San Gabriels. We have a number of hiking trails. We have South Hills, which is a great hiking trail and parks, and then also, um, you know, some of the shopping and dining that are along Arrow Highway, um, you know, and also up to the, um, our, our, our major regional park, which is Louis Pompey. Um, so these are really exciting kind of recreational and commuting options for our residents. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like I said, it's just going to come down to money. I mean, if we can just get, you know, money, we'd be good. <laughs> so do you, was there any math on alfresco dining and, and calming Glendora Avenue down? You said the merchants said business went up. Did, did yeah, that... um, I mean, we didn't really have any any stats to back that up. That was a lot of just inter, you know just talking with the individual restaurants. Um, you know, they were all extremely enthusiastic, um, not only to have the park list, you know, during during COVID, but also the fact that we're we're making them permanent. Um, they were really excited about that. Um, I, you know, I know a number of them. You know, said that this that really saved their business. Um, wow. I don't know where they would be without it. Um, I mean, it's people who, if you go to a nice, pleasant street, <laughs> there aren't yeah. cars, you sit and you spend money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and it seems simple, but I think for, you know, again, for people out here, that was, that was a hard, hard connection to make, right? That it's okay to lose a little bit of parking in front if that means that 10 more people can sit at your restaurant. Um, and I think people really saw that. They saw that that happened, that, you know, okay, I didn't have my four or five spots in front. Wow. I'm, you know, I got a line out the door, you know. Um, socially distance, of course, um, to, you know, to get a table. And so, you know, it, it was, it was great to see that these worked and that um, it was a really just a great partnership between the restaurants and the city to get, to get it done and to keep it going. Amazing. Stephen, anything else you want to add that I didn't ask about? Yeah, we're really excited. I know um, the parklet should be in in August. We're working with the San Gabriel Valley Conservation Corps um, to help us do the installation. I said, listeners and viewers come out at, you know, late August, we have a car show going on. Hopefully at the end of August, you can come check out. And um, we have a wine walk, hopefully in September. Um, again, you know, we have all these great events out here and Glendora is kind of a undiscovered jewel. Yeah, I really encourage everyone to come out and check us, check us out. Thank you so much for coming on Bike Talk. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 